Hi, it's Joanna Croats. This is The Women's Playbook. Uh, we are by and for women entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Joanna L. Croats. Today, I'm hoping my guest in the studio is going to help me connect the dots on what is a really big disconnect for me and reveal some hidden truths about what happens to women when they own companies and they're working their business. And that disconnect is why women business owners have so much trouble asking for what they need for their business and what they can do, what that resistance is about and what they can do to turn that around. So that's what I've invited Laura Fredericks to talk to us today. She's had an enormous amount of success in asking for and better yet receiving <laughs> what she's asked for. So let me just explain quickly what this disconnect is for me on this issue and then we'll hear from Laura. For years I've seen all these stories and studies that show women entrepreneurs do not have enough confidence. They don't step up to the table. They lack what many call self-belief, especially when it comes to funding. And I've heard all these stories, all these ex explanations. Women owners are control freaks who won't take loans because they won't or don't trust anyone. They won't delegate. They insist on doing everything themselves. In fact, just last month, there was a big official global study that found that women around the world don't start businesses or grow them because they're so worried about failing and they give up before they start. It was an official study. So then there's the one about how women can't seem to get their financials buttoned up. They squander opportunities. And all these explanations have been buzzing around for years to account for the painful truth. Women's businesses do remain smaller and less profitable than male-owned companies. And even that's the case as women are starting businesses and launching them much faster than men are. So that disconnect I mentioned comes out of my experience. I've been looking at business through a gender lens for years and covering women's leadership and business ownership as a journalist. I've traveled the country, as Laura has, in fact, to speak to nonprofit groups and women who are in financial services and who are donors and who are owning businesses and corporations and so on. And lately, of course, I've been talking to a lot of women as the host of the Women's Playbook of all different backgrounds. And what have I encountered? Dozens of successful, vibrant, energetic, clear-minded women who decisively channel their ambitions and drive and their drive to build careers and businesses. So that painful truth about women in smaller companies is that disconnect for me, and it remains true. I'm hoping today, with Laura's help, to dig into the devil in the details and reveal whatever anxieties or motivations lie beneath. Let me just tell you a little bit about Laura, and then she'll, I'm sure, have more to say. Her consulting firm is called The Ask, leaving no doubt what she's expert in. She was originally trained as a lawyer and then became an extraordinarily successful fundraiser for nonprofits, both in the U.S. and abroad, raising millions of dollars. She has now merged that philanthropy advice and best practices into coaching strategies, and that's for both business and personal lives, because getting what you want and need is certainly a mainstream challenge in every area of our lives. She's the author of four guides about how to ask, all on Amazon. And you can learn more on her website. That's Laura-Fredericks, and Fredericks is F-R-E-D-R-I-C-K-S, Laura-Fredericks.net. So welcome, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. And why do you think women have this um, reputation and this um, challenge about asking? Um, what, what, in your view, is it based on, and why does it tilt so female? 
I think a lot of them have not had very good role models in the beginning. I mean, when you think about a lot of women growing up, see a very male-oriented business. Um, I'm hoping that changes. I've seen that change a little bit with women in their 20s. But I think it's uh, most women now in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s have not exactly had the most strongest role models. And so they have to embark on an area that they are very unfamiliar with. And when you when you have that sensibility, you already start with a premonition that you're out to fail, which gets right into your part that start small and build. And I'm always the opposite. Start at the top and just soar. <laughs> No kidding. So, so go for broke. Absolutely. To begin with. Well, they don't ask because the number one fear, uh, the number one reason why people don't ask is they don't want to hear no. And the problem is they think they're asking for themselves, not for their business. So I have to separate them from what the business is. So literally we, we memorize the business plan, we put it all out, and they, they can then think this is what I really want, need, and deserve because it's a business. It's not about me. It's interesting because I heard recently Senator Gillibrand, who's, of course, New York senator, talking about how she had to get over her reluctance, get over the hump of asking for money to run for a campaign. And it was only until she figured out that this is about the issues this is not for her. It's exactly what you said. And she was very clear about that. So you're not giving me money. You're giving money to the cause I represent so I can put these issues on the table and so on. And it seems to me that's key. I, I, I don't think women think about that much. Now, is that something men get right away? It's not about me or they don't care. Well, I just think that they've, they've grown up knowing a goal. They want to achieve a goal. I was uh, sharing with you earlier that I just came back from a plane Right, and a very young gentleman next to me is just, he wants to build a green business, and he's got his strategy, and he's just got his eyes on the prize, and I said, well, what about money? He said, that's just going to happen, and they just roll with it, and I was just at a women's seminar yesterday, and they'll talk about anything but money, and I'm like, this is an amazing business. Where are you getting funding from? Well, we'll figure that out. I'm like, no, that starts day one, um, and I think the biggest problem that I see in once women do embark on this, it's all random. And, and I know in doing this business that asking is organization structure focus. And once you put that business lens on it, it makes great sense that you have to ask the people in priority order. They start randomly asking friends and relatives, and they start with $25 and $50. And I want you to start with the six and seven figure ask first and then wind your way down because that sets you up for success, not this little like money, seed money. I'll get some seed money, that's what I hear. And I'm like, that's all fine and great, but when you start little, it's like pushing the boulder up. I want you to start at the top and then see what else you can get. So does, does this have to do with setting the goal first? Um, is that what – so women are not as strategic as they should be? Are men, I mean, there is this evidence that says men have left brain skills, which is right, more, more abstract, more, they, they really don't need directions when they drive. It could, it could be, but I say to them, and I sit down and I said – and I find this funny – you are just not thinking big enough. It's like, I, I want a coaching business, and I want to start with five clients. I'm like, oh, no, you don't. You want to take this international. You want to be the best. You want to be the top. Let's think big. And I find a lot of women just don't have that 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 prize or that, that I can have it all, and yes, you can have it all. Do it. Go out there, because I believe you get what you attract. And when it becomes a must, you'll do it. When it becomes, well, I'll get around to it, or it's a should, it's not going to happen. So is this at all field-related? In other words, women in certain fields are better, or is this age, generational? It is, um, in my experience, when, and, I, and I talk a lot about this, 
what is your relationship with money? And it begins and ends with, do you have a good relationship with money? If you answer yes, boom, let's go. If I think you, mine is love-hate. Well, I ask people, what does money mean to you? Oh, Joanne, you should hear the answers. Oh, well, a burdens and a means to an end, whatever that phrase means. I have no idea. <laughs> Obligations, success, uh, pay my loans. And I literally just do this grid of on the left side, right side. It could be your left and right brain, right? And I'm like, and, and I let everyone look at it. I said, this is as complex as it gets. And that's why you're not even joining the money game because you've got all this swirling in your head and you, you can't even have the confidence to stand up, know exactly what you want and ask for it. They may know. They might have a lousy relationship with money, and they're never going to ask. They assume. That's, that's the assumed ask. You and I are talking, and we have a lovely conversation, and I'm telling you all about my business and on and on. And women assume the nature of the conversation will drive money, and they don't get the ask out. So women are not, and this is, again, the cliche, women are not transactional. Men tend to be transactional. And mm -hmm. is it because they're embarrassed or they really think they've asked? I mean, is it that subtle? It's a nurturing quality. You want people to like you. And so you have a nice conversation and you're smiling and you're lovely and you're nodding and money is just going to happen. So why we have to put that big bad word ask in there? Because it's going to happen. They know me. They know what I want. They see me struggling with my business. They'll do the right thing. But men, just they, they just come right out and say it. And this is generalization. I, I've worked with many dynamic women. They're on it. They'll do it. But this is, you know, by and large from what I see, men just have – they'll just go on to the next person. It's no, no big deal. Well, that's the other thing you hear about women uh, asking in the corporate world, asking for salaries, that they do not ask directly or they think uh, if they just do good work, if they just do what um, someone will notice – and they don't have to put a spotlight on it. They don't have to promote themselves. So, again, these are all, you think, cultural. I think it's people, mostly women, assume it's going to happen. I've managed many people in my life. And they'll come in and they'll say, but Joanna, I've worked till, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning and I've taken these jobs and so-and-so is at – and they're going to just reiterate everything I've done. And I'm like, yes. This is the martyrdom syndrome. Yes. And they're like, well, you know, I, I deserve to be recognized. I'm recognizing. I mean, they just don't get it out. And even they say, I'll deserve a raise. What's a raise? $2, $2,000, $20,000? No one likes to give out the money. Just They just don't want to use the, the, the numerical figure. They cannot get it out. So let's um, circle back a little bit to what I was talking about at the outset, that we look around and we see extraordinary success for women nowadays. You can't, you can't hardly throw a penny out the window without hitting some woman who's, you're right? Absolutely. What is this, what is this disconnect that, that I've been seeing? Or the, that you see, even. The disconnect with women not being more successful out there? Right. With the women's businesses being smaller, mm. um, with this difficulty we've just really defined about asking or at least observed and yet we hear over and over again how many women are now in every line of work and on every corporate ladder and 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 so on and we'll we'll start with this briefly and then take a break and come back but tell us a little bit first i began wanting to get the ask into everyday living by this one fact there are more women single 40 years old and above than any moment in time there's more women single with a child or two than any moment in time. And on average, we're living to 85. That's 45 years you have to survive. Now, where are you going to put yourself? Okay. And, and what does that mean in terms of um, 
That's a lot of yeah. asking you're going to have to do. <laughs> yeah, That's I got, a lot I got, of got, asking you're going to have to do. And women will ask for anything but themselves. So again, this is, I'm the mom. I'm supposed to take care of people. Caretaker, caretaker, caretaker. Right. When you start a business, I want to help so many people. That's good, but you need some money to help those people. Right. Okay, we're going to take a short break and come back with Laura Fredericks and find out maybe what the script for the ask might be. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Lebowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. back with Laura Fredericks and her website in addition to the one I gave you earlier is ask the expert no expert oh on the ask. expert com. on the ask. you can do that on Twitter expert on the ask. expert on the ask. expert on the ask. Expert on the ask. Okay. all one word we're all with it <laughs> expert on the ask dot com and go. the uh, one I gave you earlier will also get there but absolutely it's a feeder she's got a couple of handles we have to have branding on this <laughs> yes absolutely so um, during the break I got called out <laughs> I've been talking about getting funding and advertising for my show, and Laura said, well, hello. <laughs> so first, I'd like to hear a little bit about the script, and then uh, that is useful for when you have an ask, and then um, she's going to exercise with me about that. Okay. I, I am indeed. So first of all, step number one is, you know, Joanna, know exactly what you want. So what is it that you want? Well, let's hear the script first. Okay. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking a deep breath. Well, here, follow along. There's, there's five easy steps on this, okay? The yeah. first is know exactly what you want. Right. Second oh, is, you, you were just going to put me through I'm going to put you through. Okay. So I'm going to put you the steps, you and then you're going to practice. backing up I, already, right? Oh, my gosh. And it's everything we were talking about. So the first is um, know exactly what you want. 
prepare your conversation. Think about what you want to say. Deliver with confidence and use numbers. The fourth is reiterate what you think you heard because we get very nervous when we ask and we jump to big, big conclusions. And the last is have a, have a next step. So the first thing is know exactly what you want. So let's w- walk through it. You want some advertising dollars, right? I want sponsorship and advertising dollars, which has to do with um, a tiered kind of package bundle that is um, the value of when the women's playbook, which has to do with the reach that we have among women, has to do with targeted clientele and customers because the women who tune in and who download the podcast more more particularly will be uh, absolutely interested. This is not random throwing darts. This is a qualified lead. So there's that. Um, they also, it is at a time when women are coming to the fore and launching and looking for networking. So those are the, some of the value. Those are some of the strengths that the show has. Okay, great. And, so of course, I have a lot of expertise going back oh, to the 14th century, right? Absolutely. So if we run through all of that, which is fabulous, what I would say is I, I, I view that as an etch-a-sketch, and I turn it upside down and I shake it. So this is what I would say in just you know, making this up. You want 1,000 people to uh, take advertisement at the $1,500, $2,500, $5,000 level. And for that, at the 1500 you get X, and at the 2500 you get Y, and at the 5000 you get Z. So I've taken everything that you said, made a wish, and put it into a solid ask because I've used numbers, and now I can see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Good, good, so, good. So that would be kind of deluxe and, and super deluxe and premium, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I'm waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> and you should. And, and, you know, think about what you want to say. And then the next one is... Think about who you'll go to in priority order. We talked about that earlier. You just don't want to go to your friends and family and say, I need a couple people at the 1500 You want to start thinking about and list who are the $5,000 potential sponsors and networkers that you want and what the value they're going to do. So start at the five and come down to the fifteen. Well, we're going to come back to this because I'm clearly – I could use some lessons. I'll work with you. <laughs> I can work with you. And, and, your, and your listeners, I'll work with them too. <laughs> I'd also like to introduce our, uh, our other guest this afternoon who's uh, Madison, goes by Maddie Maxwell, and has been off the grid for a bit. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I, I was in San Francisco at something called Curiosity Camp. It's, it's Maddie Maxi, by the way. But, uh, oh, Maxi, I'm sorry. Totally yeah. close enough. No, yeah. it's, it's it's just fine. Of course it is. Yeah, I, I was off off the uh, in, in San Francisco for a while, and it was really nice having a bit of a digital detox. So let me uh, let me give a little bit of background about Maddie Maxi. Um, she seems to have known what to ask for, or at least what her calling is, since the age of eight when she learned how to sew. And now it's all of 21 years old? Yep. (laughs) All of 21. Maddie's been working in the fashion industry since she was 15, including a year in Paris at age 16. You're going to have to tell us about that. (laughs) And then has won both a Teen Vogue scholarship and the prestigious $100,000 Thiel Fellowship, which I'm sure she'll tell us about. She's been profiled in national magazines already. This is, the word already keeps coming up about Maddie. She's already been profiled in national magazines. <laughs> She's already put out a collection of uh, her own line of uh, clothing, uh, which was a line of blazers. And she's now already launched her uh, new company, uh, which is a design consultancy that puts together fashion and cutting-edge technology about wearable research and advice for people who are working in that very cutting-edge space. So... Maddie, let, let's think about for a second exploring your relationship with the ask. Given you had um, uh, you had this fellowship, you had to apply for it. It was a formal kind of ask, right? 
and yet it is about an ask. And you have had what looks like enviable success already. So did you pursue that? Did you have to ask for that? How did that recognition come to you, and how did the fellowship develop? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great, great question because I still identify myself as somebody who has trouble with ask, which is funny. But um, I, I have no trouble asking if I can do something for someone, which is how a lot of these positions uh, became available. So with the internships I had when I was younger, it was always asking, can I work for you for free for experience, which I saw something that they would benefit from. So it was okay. Or um, even with the fellowship, I knew that they had already allotted the specific amount of money to give to young people with a specific mission in mind. So it was like, can I fulfill this mission? Can I be part of this program? Um, a lot of the trouble I have with the ask is asking someone for something that I feel like doesn't always benefit them uh, or might be mutual more so than beneficial on their end uh, or also something that somebody hasn't disclosed their offering. So if they're like, we have this grant, I'm like, awesome, I'll apply, I'll ask in that way. But if I don't know if the grant exists, I'm not going to go and ask someone for money specifically. So it's it's really awesome to have Laura here because I feel like this is something that a lot of people have trouble with and I, I would love to learn to get better at. Laura seems to have... Uh heard this before <laughs> it's very common um it's so easy that if i it's like a transaction if i ask you for this i get that and and it's an even playing field but when you don't know what the other end is or you don't know what the value is to that person you really hesitate because in your mind you've already out talked yourself saying why should they do that what do they get and then you just hold back and say i'll just go in a little certainty box over here but you know the the thing is you know you have such an amazing background and a business and any ask you do is for the business. It's not you. And it's your brand and it's your business. And then you want people working with you. You want to take this international. So even if you don't know whatever they can do, every time put that confidence on and just say, this is for my business. And if they say no or, or no, what are you, crazy, that's fine. And the, the question, I, I think questions are so powerful. Who else should I be speaking with? Who else can you refer me to? And it's open-ended questions that people never think about. And they will think about it. If they don't have the answer, they will certainly think about it and they even get back to you. But um, really, I, I just think the, that your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself and others. And people really, wanna, really, really do want to help you. So don't think about what's in it for them. Just think, I need that for my business. So you should not be putting yourself in their shoes in the sense of what do they get out of it, right? No, you, no. It's all about the. you've got to have a business hat on here. However, you have to have the value you're delivering without thinking about that specific person. You need to know. It's good to know if you are anyone that you talk to. Obviously, you want them aligned with your vision and in your fashion sense and where you want to take it. And if they're not, or the, or the, the, a lot of times happen, you know, I, I, I've invested in, in, in a company just like this, so really have no interest. I, I firmly believe everyone should watch Shark Tank. It's just such a great, <laughs> just such a great and natural thing to people pitching and, and looking in their eyes and seeing if they really believe in it. But, you know, if they say, I, I'm already, I'm out, what I do in Shark Tank, just say, who else should I be speaking with? And thank them, because when you ask someone, anyone, they're flattered. Because you singled them out and thought long and hard to talk to them. So it's really, it's really about giving something. It's not taking something away. 
Hmm. When you think about that, lots of boards need help with that, Joanna. But I just came off of one last night. It's it's, it's like we we can't ask because I know their hardships or I know their circumstance, and that's rude and that's inappropriate. But you're giving them the opportunity to join you. And if they say no, is that the worst thing you've heard in your life? Well, one one thing that I have encountered is that women, and actually this is true in the nonprofit space of men and women, is that people are not accustomed to saying no. So rather than be in a position, position where they can get this particularly true of donors and philanthropy i don't want to put myself in a space where i have to say no so i'm just going to avoid the whole issue and i don't and women are worse at this usually so if you have confidence on the other side of the table that that you just say no (laughs) i don't want to do that and then the responsibility is not on the asker ever Uh, ever yeah ever Point. I, I love that concept as well. I, I wrote it down that life is determined by the quality of questions. That is my ask. mantra. You know, the quality of your life is determined by the questions you ask yourself and others. Asking is so, so powerful. And people just jump over it because, as we were talking before, they know you, your, your young, burgeoning career, and they're going to assume that people are going to be naturally attached to you and want to do things for you. And it's, some will, but you're going to get so much out of life by asking the right questions and asking for money. So, Maddie, you're, you're poised for some kind of plateau here. You're some, you, you, you are interested in growing to the next stage. Is that the case? Yeah, absolutely. So we focus, as you mentioned, on uh, innovation and research and development at the intersection of fashion and, uh, and technology. So we kind of call it a combination of design and algorithm. And uh, we'd like to really expand our company and go to this next step, which involves a lot of fundraising. And so that this couldn't have come at a better time. I'm and so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's great. Good. And do you see that coming from VC money, from bank loans, from angels? Have you dissected where that funding is going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we're probably going to be raising from a combination of uh, VCs that invest in C-stage companies, as well as ideally angel investors. Um, we're looking to raise one to 1.2 million, which, which is a lot uh, because we need a physical space for this next step. And so I, I imagine that it's kind of that sweet spot uh, between high-level angels and kind of lower-level C-stage companies. And you're already incorporated, yes? You're an S-corp or an LLC? Yeah, uh, I will see. Right. So, Laura, <laughs> as our resident... And as my wheels are spinning. Yeah, I can see. There was wheels actually pinwheels. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's terrible. I know. I dream in PowerPoints. I'm a very sick woman. <laughs> and boxes. Check the boxes. Go on to the next. <laughs> what, what occurs to me is that this is a very high concept cell. Yeah? It is. Well, I, I like... Let me let me tell you a lot of things I heard, which I really like. Um, she's already got uh, the beginnings of a model of a business plan of where you're going to get funding. I like the fact that she starts high. She knows exactly, you know, it's 1.2 million, which I absolutely love. And when we come back, I know we're going to take a break, but VCs are good, and then they're going to want something. So you need to know what percentage they get of your company or what else. But but do not discount individuals that will just want to help you and your dream. And there are plenty out there. Why do people do Kickstarter? What do they get? Why do they do that? So when you think about all those people who could possibly give you a whole lot more money beyond Kickstarter, I think that's where at least 60 to 65 percent of your one, 2.5 million is going to come from. I was thinking about crowdfunding. That's interesting you brought that up. So let's take the break. We'll come back and we'll uh, put it out to the crowd. Talking Alternative Radio. 
24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power, Power Hour. At 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And it's limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin. And Sloan. Live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Joanna Croats at The Woman's Playbook on TalkingAlternative.com. Join us every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. We're talking about the rising she economy and about women entrepreneurs and their growth, their triumphs, and the businesses they run, which is different than the way men run businesses. Every Thursday, 12 to 1 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. It will help you start, run, and grow your business. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, it's Joanna Croats at the Women's Playbook, and we're back with all the right questions. That's 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 the, the kind of the theme of the show. Maddie was just talking about how she was um, starting with a number in mind, and that is the funding she wants to grow her business and to get a location, a physical location, and presumably to hire some staff as well. Mm-hmm. And and Laura is explaining that um, you can you can go to whomever you want to, for that that answer about whether they want to help you individuals VC and angels and then of course there's also crowdfunding so um my feeling is kickstarter is is a is among other uh crowdfunding sites is a job in itself it it takes a lot of time first of all people can be enormously successful on it which is great i always you know i I just reverse and i say you know the people like maddie i think it's good to have vcs um, it's very time-consuming because there's a lot of back and forth. You have to know your negotiation limit. You know, they might want 5 10 15% of your company. What's your max that you're willing to do at what price? I like to start, and that's a good start, but I like to think, write down, you got homework to do here, write down 5 to 10 people who you really believe want you to be successful. And then next to it, what do you think they can do in terms of funding for you? And I'd ask, because when you go to a VC, they're going to want to know what capital do you have already have. No one wants to give to the black hole. You have to have some kind of money. But if you've just in, in priority order, so let's say it's your cousin, and you think and you and they've lived the dream with you, and they know your enthusiasm, and they know your vision. You have your business plan. 
ask them to be one of the first to help you launch this towards the goal of 1.2. And then the next person, next person, next person. And then you can go to some VCs and then maybe crowd crowdfunding. It takes time, but you know, you've got a lot to follow up. And, and with each ask, you're going to have to follow up. So I say start small and build, which is why I only asked you to do 10. You can do that. Some people start with the list of 50. You're not going to go anywhere. Also, there are two kinds of crowdfunding, right? One is where you get an incentive or a prize, maybe Mm -hmm. a design consultation. And the other is where you actually are giving away equity in the company and you're getting funds for it. So it's a a two-part sell. And, of course, the equity part of it has just kicked in um, less than a year ago. And worth looking at. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of, of crowdfunding sites, and a lot of them focus on specific silos, have to do with certain fields or so on. I don't know if you've looked into that or not. So, so tell me a little bit about how the ask, um, your knowledge of it, spills over into other parts of your life. Asking for everyday living. Well, having done nonprofit funding raising for such a long time, I realized that the ask applies to life and I just couldn't get that message out. So finally I realized, well, why is this easy to me, but not easy to a lot of people? And I realized when I practiced civil litigation for seven years, I won almost all my cases on cross-examination because I asked the right questions. And then being very comfortable with asking, I slid into doing multi-million dollar asks and they all went well. And I thought, but people don't ask for a raise, and people don't ask for extra travel tips, and people don't ask for things in relationships. Why not? And then I thought, this applies over here. So why, that's why we created Expert on the Ask, and it's a self-motivation for people to get what they want and deserve in life. And we have a female audience, and you deserve everything, but you've got to ask for it in the right way. I'm I'm back to the women and men thing. <laughs> <laughs> why am I so surprised? <laughs> So again, um, what what is it about women? And it, you know, I, I and we're generalizing here. There are a lot of women. Oh, there who are a few who will ask. No, there 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 are a lot. In my experience, I I have had a lot. Well, look at me. I'm I'm a female, and I can do this. Living proof of the ask here. Absolutely. But, um, but the, in general, the Miranda I, warning is that no one is 100 percent male. No one is 100 percent female. We're we're all a collection of individual traits and habits, and the gender is just a part of that. Right. However, there's all this research. There are all these studies. There are blah blah blah, and it, and these have come out and shown a lot of characteristics that do seem to go across the board. And I would agree with you that culturally, women have not had the role models. They haven't mm-hmm. had the prototypes. They haven't had... I mean, if you look around, you don't see a lot of multi-million dollar businesses run by women, or there are a few, but most of them are service businesses. They don't scale, or they didn't scale for a long time. And then you have these stories like Spanx, Right. Where, where the perseverance was extraordinary, but the resistance in the market was likewise extraordinary. You raise a very good point, and the word is resistance, because, you know, Maddie, you're in it to win it, okay? You're gonna, yeah. You are in it to win it, girl. You're going to come up with a lot of people who are going to shoot you down, that ideas there have been before, I got a bigger, better company over here, you know, let's all take this to China and see what happens, but you stay true to it, and, and you will emerge a winner. You know, but but you're right, Joanna, because there's a lot of resistance that I think women might get to that point and then they back down. Give us some um, possible scenarios for dealing with resistance when you're um, either across the table or you're in a in a, a conference room 
and people either you it's nonverbal you can see people sort of leaning back and not engaging which happens a lot they won't really say outright oh no but you you sense it's not working and or someone says well forget it Great. Um, a couple things. First of all, body language is 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 key. It's even more important than the verbal word. So um, I've learned a lot that if you want to build rapport with people, you can really start mimicking their behavior, and all of a sudden they start liking you. So if someone sits back or crosses their arm, and it's it's strange, but it works. So even if it's not natural to you, just mimic them, and all suddenly like she's not so bad, you know. Um, I've I've done that. The second is I don't know why I get in me, but but I but I literally in a gentle a nice way call people out and say you know Maddie you just look uncomfortable about this can we talk about it because this is a great line this is important to me and just put it out there because it's like a it's like putting it down the runway this is important to me and you always bring it back because it's about your business and if someone's drifting or look aloof if they're just call it out and if they're, they're not move on well it's also it's not an accusation it's not you're not paying attention it's this is what i care about so and you don't know what's going on underneath they might be so uncomfortable but they're showing something else right so i i say like don't do fill in the blank fundraising is one of my favorite lines you're assuming they're not going to do it they're uncomfortable you put them in a bad space so get out of there just like have the conversation <laughs> what's going on one of your other mantras um that i know about is uh no now does not mean no later isn't that a great one <laughs> everyone thinks it's no slam the door still it's going around it and they hate you for life i have i have never in my experience had someone say no and never ask me again so when you think about that no now doesn't mean no later meaning and you have to find out what the no's about did you ask for too much Maddie, or is it that? So when people say I can't decide or no, I always ask: Is it the amount or is it the timing? Everyone assumes it's the amount, but like coming out of this recession, nine times out of ten, it was the timing. Huh. They simply didn't have it. So that's where we gets back to reiterate what you think you heard. You can't close that or go anywhere unless we're on the same path together. So let's figure out what it is, and then we can come back another time. If they say no, Matt, you're going to get a lot of no's and say, I appreciate it. Thank you. Can I come back to you next year? See where it goes. That's actually what I was just wondering about. Have you received some negative reactions thus far? And would you share them with us? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I think I kind of got a... I mean, if there's such thing as a good initiation, I, I would say a helpful initiation into the fellowship because, you know, that there's a lot of press that comes out with it and people have very strong thoughts about the Teal Fellowship. And so, you know, of course, being naive, I went through and read the comments and I was like, oh, they, they don't they don't like my hair. They don't like the way I look and got, got all of these really negative. I felt like very personal nose to the fact that my face was on a website and I, I was really upset and bothered about it for a while. And I called one of my friends and he was like, he was like, those people aren't concerned with you whatsoever. Like, like nobody cares. Nobody cares at all that like you got rejected online. And I was like, oh, I guess that's true. Nobody cares. And so um, with that in mind, you know, we've just been kind of getting advice so far as to what we should do, the best way to fundraise and haven't formally asked. So with not formally asking, there hasn't been a formal no, but we have gotten a lot of feedback. And as you mentioned, like feedback does, we realize feedback doesn't mean no. And even if somebody says no, it's like, great. I know what's done for the next 12 months. Move on to somebody who maybe will say yes. And I, I've been able to really internalize that only from getting really upset over all sorts of no's in the previous years. And if you're interested in learning more, Maddie's website for her show, for her, for her consultancy is created, C-R-A-T-E-D, created, 
com, And you have a personal website as well, which is Maddie Maxi. I'm not Madison Max. Madison. Oh, so you yeah. switch back and forth. So yeah, okay. I know it's confusing. I got to yeah. stop that. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, we just need to be corrected. So that's okay. I was, um, uh, thinking that not everyone really knows what a Thiel fellowship is and, and the credibility that that gives you. And I was going to segue into, um, asking Laura, what kind of credibility you need to walk into a funding or an ask situation. So tell us a little bit about the fellowship and what that does for you. Absolutely. Um, so the Teal Fellowship is uh, founded and started by one of the co-founders of PayPal, Peter Teal. And the, the way I kind of describe it is that his concept is uh, that you know monotone paths don't always work for everyone. So we think that everyone, when they graduate high school, should go directly into college. And that is the way that they will be successful, good people. And uh, he's just is providing an opportunity for young people who might think that another path is more promising for them. So with the Teal Fellowship, you basically get a grant of 100 grand to do research or start a company for two years. And he chooses 20 people under the age of 20 every year. So we're welcoming our new class of fellows in for 2014. And I I feel like a mother bear seeing the young little fellows coming in, even though I'm not any wiser or that much older than they are. And what kind of credibility does that give you as you go about building your business? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's just that people are willing to take meetings and it makes all the difference. I think it sparks a curiosity because it's unusual and also because our business, which is this strange combination of multidisciplinary work, is also unusual. People are curious and willing to give us a half an hour and you know that, that makes all the difference. So I, I would just say that people are, are a little more likely to say yes and then the rest is really legwork from there. And that, Laura, is something you need to do before you... It's perfect because she has her her opening line Mm -hmm. and and with curiosity. It's like, and I like to say, you know, you may not, you may not know, you may be unaware, but I'm a Thiel, you know, fellow and that's what this is. And it's given me the confidence to know this is going to be successful because I was chosen and be proud of it. I was, I was selected. You put it out there. I was selected. This is, this is not something that happens every day and remind people it's not something that happens every day. That credibility is hard. Um, there's also the cold call <laughs> in the ask, which I did want to get to. And um, after uh, listening to what you're saying, it sounds as if you need to warm up a pitch and really not go in cold. So you have either the fellowship or some someone has put a word in for you or there's a referral, but you, you need to get buy-in in, in a little bit of way. The hardest part to raising money is picking up the phone and calling someone you do not know. And that is the reality that you have to do. So I say, stand up, get a mirror, take a look at yourself. Do you have a head tilt? And record your voice. Because when you got the phone, you've got four seconds to make it. Make it or break it. So that's why I tell everyone, stand up, look in the mirror, make sure you're a good, good body language and that your voice is good. And then just say, I know I may call you at a bad time. My name is Maddie. I've got an incredible opportunity. Can I meet with you? Boom. There you go. Get I'm it there. right out there. We're going to take a, a break and then come back and hear from both our guests in a minute. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Joanna Croats, and we're at the Women's Playbook, and we're here all about the ask with Maddie Maxey and Laura Fredericks, and we're really getting into the details um, as, as, as I speak. Um, we were thinking uh, during the break about what Maddie has to do in terms of getting in front of someone, and she has someone she has earmarked for asking for some funding, so we thought we'd run a little exercise and see what happens about how that works. Um, Laura probably has a few questions that she could prompt her with, and maybe that's how we can start. Sure. Um, Mandy, let's uh, think about a person that you think would be probably amongst your top people that you want to ask, who obviously knows you, knows your work, and probably has the capacity, you think, to possibly fund you, and you can pick the number. So, And then tell me, is it someone that you can easily get in the door with, or is it a referral? Just picking an example. And then let's work with the dialogue that you can use to make your best ask. Awesome. I have someone in mind. Um, I've been in touch with a few investors over the past few months or so and honestly got a lot of satisfaction that I can know them but didn't need to ask them for anything. (laughs) And so I, I have one in particular in mind now that it's time for the ask. So tell me a little bit about the person and, and, and how you think you might want to meet them or just tell me a little bit and then I can t- try to work through the best place, the best time, the best words, the best follow-up for you. I know, this is amazing. So that, thank you so much. I'm really My looking pleasure. forward to it. Um, but I mean, she, she's an investor in seed, seed stage companies that I've known for the past uh, six months or so. She's on the board of a lot of really great companies and pays a lot of attention to uh, to those companies that are in her portfolio, but uh, makes time to meet with me maybe every two months. Uh, and it's usually just advice or catch up or a conversation. So getting a meeting with her is no problem, uh, but it's just what do I do at the meeting, I think is the hard part. <laughs> you call that deer in the headlights. <laughs> exactly. Um, first of all, it's great that she's going to get the meeting because, as I said before, that's 90% of it. So 
Um, setting up the ask meeting is very important because it can't be like a normal meeting you've had. So you don't have to, without saying, and, and I'll, I'll just make up her name, Janet, um, without saying, Janet, I'd like a meeting because I'm going to ask you for money, which is not what you do. You can say, Janet, you know, you and I have been talking about my company and you're very, very knowledgeable. I have an opportunity. I want to talk to you about, can we meet next Tuesday, two o'clock? The, so, so the signal is it's not social. Exactly. You have to make it. You, don't, you would never want to be in a meeting where you think you're just rolling from meeting to meeting. No, no element of surprise. But you don't have to hit them over the head saying it's about money. I always say it's about an opportunity, and I always use the word, and I'd like to continue the conversation, especially in Maddie's example, because they are continuing a conversation. You've got a great dialogue going on. Um, then you know, you, you're, pick a place where you have met before, and that's quiet. Okay, I do not recommend restaurants if you can because there's no control over that. But if that you want to go to a setting where they're comfortable, um, preferably their office. But the, every place can have an interruption. But I want them to be comfortable. Okay, um, that's that's well. And then just the dialogue you can use is bring them up to date where you last left off. So you can say, Janet, you and I were speaking about this, and I, and I I'm at the juncture where I am seeking very important funding and you're the first person I'm coming to. Let them know you're the first. And this is why. You know me the best. You have done this. This is your expertise. So I'm here to ask you for and get a number out. And I have no idea what that number is, but write it in big bold letters and have it right in front of you so that there's no waffling. So it's not (laughs) be the first investor. That's nice. Uh, uh, please, may I be your highest investment, whatever that is. But you have to have a number. And then the biggest part of that they ask is then you have to be quiet. So, Laura, is there anything that you have any trepidation about <laughs> asking for? <laughs> um, actually, I, 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 I don't. Um, it gets very hard. And we haven't even talked. We should do another show on this. In personal relationships, because I do this for a living, that I have to make sure it's not so staged and guarded. And I just have to say, you know, I'm realizing I'm not communicating enough and asking you. And as we said before, I'm assuming because I do this activity, you'll know what I want. Right. So I think the personal ask is the hardest and one I constantly try to refine. And is that why you've decided to try and broaden? Abs- yes. I, I, I see... As we said, you know, more women are 40 single and living to 85. That's 45 years of Laura's content that they're going to need. And I want to give it to them because it's with the light bulb. I mean, just seeing Maddie's eyes right now saying, I can do this because they have the words, they have the setting, they have the confidence. And I've shown them a path and women just need the path. So back to the business side, would you prefer, would you actually recommend people sit before a camera and do a videotape and all that they can but you know what i i i still like to keep it easy use your phone and record your voice and hear it back even answering machine use a mirror just keep it nice and easy because i think you'll get to the ass sooner a lot of times if they have the video capability that's great um also you know you can do a skype and take a look at how you look and see how you appear appearances are a lot i mean people size you up in four seconds so you want to look good always look the part manny always dress professionally i don't even care if you're asking a farmer for money you have to come in because you're the company you are the company. You're the fashion. And is there a difference in asking men for funding or women? Do you think there's any? No. And I, and I, for, for all your listeners know, the ask is the ask, period. Don't sit there and use fluffy language because it's a female. Don't be so curt and proper because it's a male. Because, you know, we have different personalities. I want your personality to come out. 
So, Maddie, you're primed. I'm, I'm primed. Good and I, I'm actually extremely excited. As you mentioned, sometimes all you need is for someone to lay out the steps for you, and then you can follow them. So I'm really excited to have this information. I told you, I, I dream in boxes. And it, but the good <laughs> thing about this is you can't go to box number two unless you have box number one. So you have to get the, the ask meeting. You have okay. to get the ask setting. You have to get prepare. And then what we didn't talk about is think about what Janet might say back to you. Um, I'm tapped out now. I'm only here to be your visionary. I'm not, and, and then so just so there's no surprise. List everything you possibly think you're going to hear. That that has been so helpful, so helpful, Joanne, because it's not a surprise then. And when you're um, not necessarily looking for money, but you're trying to nail the deal and ask for the ask for the business. Is it a different situation at all? or is- No, because I have to say, I, I can't do anything I wouldn't ask anyone else to do. So as you know, I, I speak and I write books and I'm a consultant. So I ask for business all the time. And lately, you know, I want to get into the highest level female empowerment conferences. I want to be the speaker. And so I said, who do you know who has some inroad? Will you open the door for me? And it's, it's the same steps. So we just all have to um, mm. <laughs> ask, have a, have, a, have a script, have a script, have a plan. And really, it, it's easier if you see the path and it's organization structure focus. There's five steps to it. You can't go to step two unless you have step number one. And when you see that structure, it becomes easier to tackle. What if you're a team? Does that make any difference if there are three or four? Fabulous question. I, um, I lately came out with the five askers because there's five asking styles. Okay. And what we have to figure out, Joanna, is what's my style? What's your style? Is that complementary or does that, you know, um, negate each other? As important is what is the style the person we're about to ask? What can she or he hear? Right. So, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I've just done that. I'm really excited about that one. Do you want to share what these styles are? <laughs> I'll share one as a teaser. It's one we've been talking about. It's the person who assumes. You go in, we're having this great conversation. Let's say we didn't even, and you know me, or we'll go back to Maddie. You have this great advisor. She knows every inch about you. She's been with you since day one, on and on. And you never get to it because you assume she knows all this. And she also knows you need funding, but you haven't exactly asked for the money. So it's the assumer. Thank you. We're, we're going to have to have a reunion show when uh, Maddie raises her uh, dough <laughs> and, listen, like <laughs> and listen to what that exercise has just done. I want to say thanks so much to Laura Fredericks, and that's expert on the ask. Awesome. Dot com. And to Maddie, that's created, C-R-A-T-E-D. I meant to ask you what that was about, dot com, <laughs> but we'll have to do that on the next show. So these are some tools and techniques to prepare and pack, practice the, the pitch. Know what you're asking for. Sketch out a script and practice. Next week, Alpha Girls. (laughs) And what's going on in the technology industry and how feminine role models are changing as women occupy more of the top rungs in the field of technology. Let's see what happens next week, June 19th, 12 to 1 p.m. on The Women's Playbook. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. 
I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power Power Hour, Hour. at 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. TalkingAlternative.com 